Mom Training Podcast with Diana Ballard. Okay, so what do you know about checks and balances, right? So there are different systems set up all over the world about how to make sure something's balanced, how to make sure that, you know, it's not crossing a line over here, not crossing a line on the other side. So do you have checks and balances in areas of your life like finances? This is something that I learned from multiple people that we're going to talk about today that has saved me a lot of pain and struggle in my marriage and just in my life in general because our money doesn't just waste away. So what form of checks and balances do you have in your finances? Are you going through your finances, checking things out? Are you talking with your husband? One thing that I was taught and that I have practiced and has really been awesome, but also sucks at the same time is, and I'll explain why, is that any purchase that I make that's out of the ordinary of like supplies, you know, maybe some clothes for the kids or food, you know, things that, that, you know, shampoo, like stuff like that. Like that's like, you know, I don't talk to my husband about those kind of things, but if I'm going to buy, like I just bought like a new plastic dresser drawer and for my daughter because they're small they are you know had four drawers I don't have to worry about having a big dresser drawer in their room I have all three kids in one room on purpose we have um, an office as our third bedroom and so we have to really condense things and only the amount of clothes that fit in that high quality plastic dresser drawer for each child is what they have. Okay. And that's what they choose from. That's what they use. And it helps the room stay a lot more organized. But my daughter had been using these like shelves, these plastic shelves that you kind of like put together with little pieces. I don't know if it makes sense. Like it has, <clears throat> you know, you can build, you build your own structure with it. Okay. There's like pieces and little connecting things that you can build. And so she has this shelf that she's been keeping her clothes on. And then she has one section where she puts all her arts and crafts and her special things. And her clothes have gotten pulled out. I mean, for her to be able to look for a shirt, she has to pull all of the shirts out of this, of this like little cubby that she has to find the one shirt that she wants. And so I have been thinking about for a long time, how I've wanted to get her a little plastic dresser drawer like I have for my two sons because it helps keep the clothes contained. My three-year-old likes to pull everything out every once in a while as well, but hey, we're still working on that. (laughs) But her clothes could more easily be organized in drawers that she could open, be able to kind of dig through to find what she wants instead of having to pull everything out. So I'm just trying to find out solutions of how I can keep less clothes on the floor and more clothes in her drawers and where they're supposed to be, okay? So I looked online and I found a dresser drawer that was the brand like I have for my sons. It wasn't the same color, but I was like, you know what? This one has four drawers. My sons only have three. This is perfect. She 
wants to organize, you can put her tights in one and, and, you know, tutus and whatever else, you know, it'll be nice for her to have four. Okay. And so, and it was only $62. And I, so I brought it to my husband and said, Hey, I'm thinking about getting this to me it was not that big a deal. Okay. But he gave me some resistance on it. Okay. Which was not my favorite thing, obviously. Okay. So here comes the checks and balances. Okay. This is the example for you. So we had to have a conversation of why and what would, you know, and we had to work it out. And I did end up getting the dresser drawer, but it came with some conversation. It came with some uncomfortableness of, you know, the, the emotions that can come of feeling, oh, well, I just want to get something and, but I'm, I'm going to check in with my husband because I check in with him with anything other than my normal things that I buy. And I know that that could tip some of you off. Like that could make you like really mad to even think about that. I can do whatever I want. I can spend whatever money I want. I don't have to talk to him when I want to. Okay. Well, all I know is, is in the research that I've done, the more the couple is involved in the finances together, the more that they have checks and balances and being able to communicate with, with each other of, hey, I'm going to buy a new tool. Hey, I, I'm thinking of buying this new hobby or this new desk or things like that. And being able to bounce ideas off each other of, hey, that's not really necessary right now. And that's kind of expensive. Can we wait a while? Can we do this? And the more that they communicate in their finances, the less problems there are. The relationships that I have studied over the last nine years, the ones that have the most fights with money, the ones that have addiction to spending, the ones that literally buying things is like their next high, there is a lot of problems in that marriage. And it's more than just the money. It's how much stuff is around the house. How many things are bought that are never used because there's no checks and balances. There's no conversation back and forth of, hey, I'm thinking of buying this. Why? You don't even really need that. Okay. And then there might be moments where it's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that's, I totally am. I'm on board with you. That's great. I think that's a good idea. Okay. So it doesn't always have to be resistance, but don't be afraid of a little bit of resistance when you're trying to balance out your finances. And maybe you don't have a spouse and maybe you're on your own. What kind of checks and balances do you have? How are you checking yourself that you're not overspending, buying a bunch of crap that's going to sit in your house or in your storage unit or out in your garage or in your attic or in a closet or clutter up all over your child's room? I mean, what checks and balances do you have? Okay, communicating with our spouse is a great way to have checks and balances. Okay, another checks and balances that you can have, I recommend more than one, okay, is being in your being in your finances, seeing what you're doing. Okay, and we've talked about that. You go in and see what exactly you're spending money on and man, that will that should nip your butt. <laughs> you add up in a month's period of time how much money you've spent and what's it for, then you're going to be like, "Oh gosh, I really need to to get on that. And eventually it's going to hurt bad enough. It's going to sting bad enough for you seeing that, that it's like, um, yeah, I'm, uh, <laughs> going to stop doing that. But 
I will tell you the best way that I have found for checks and balances in my finances is involving my husband in everything that I do with finances. So for example, I'm going to give you a couple more examples, I guess. <laughs> so it, I, we have a cash stash in our house that's like when we go buy things that are used or we, you know, are paying someone for their services that come help us mow our lawn or, you know, just different things like that. You know, it's not very much, a couple hundred bucks, you know, but it gets used regularly for different things. Like we're, we're going out somewhere, we're going someplace you can only pay cash, whatever. And so when I replenish that, I, you know, that's part of my conversation for finances. Hey, went through and did the finances go ahead. Here's the numbers. I also pulled out, you know, $60 to put back in the cash stash to get it back to $200, you know, things like that. So being able to let him know, Hey, this, this is exactly what's going on in the finances. If I'm going to take out a chunk of money for myself, uh, that is something I definitely am talking to him about because the thing that I want most in my marriage is trust in finances. And I mean, there are lots of things we could want in our marriages, but trust in finances is huge, okay? As I studied families, moms, relationships, before I got married and even through now, like continuing going, finances are one of the biggest problems in marriages. Those are where you're gonna find the most fights, the most contention, the blaming each other when there's a problem. I mean, I just cringed when COVID hit and a lot of people lost their jobs. People didn't have savings. I mean, people that I would never have expected to get divorced did <laughs> during this crazy season. And not not like a ton of people, right? Like I, I, I'm optimistic that people are still working things out or whatever. But a good handful of them were ones that lost their job and had absolutely no savings. And how much blame can go on both sides for what money's being spent? If you would have just, you know, brought your lunch to, to work every day, like maybe we would have been able to save that much. Oh, if you wouldn't have bought so many clothes or for you and the kids or this and that and done, you know, took, took the kids out to ice cream every other day. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like there could be things that could bring up so many fights with finances, racking up debt, struggling, not being able to cover bills. I mean, it's rough. Okay, so you do not want to get caught in the middle of a financial battle with your spouse. Because it is it is something you can prevent. And you're like, how can I prevent a, like a money fight? Oh my gosh. Just what I'm telling you right now. Checks and balances. Are you communicating with your spouse are you saying, hey, this is what we're going to spend money on. Hey, this is what the food budget is. Hey, this is exactly what our bills are each month. For some reason, we're bleeding out $150 to $200 a month, and I am not exactly sure why. Let's go through the finances. You know, this should be what our thing is. Oh, okay, we bought an extra thing here. We went to go visit a friend that lived farther away. Okay, gas costs more. Things like that, where we're going through together, and we both know what's going on. Now, I'm the one always in the finances. I'm always in them. I mean, multiple times a week, I'm checking it out, looking through things, seeing how things are, getting in, doing the finances by percentages, and I'm communicating with him, okay? And I'll tell you, having to communicate all of my spending things with him 
kind of does rub me raw sometimes. I'm going to be, I'm going to be straight up because I mean, how many times are we like, I just want to be able to buy something without there being like a problem or a conversation. And, you know, like with that, that little dresser drawer that I was talking about, 62 bucks, like it's not that big a deal. Like I don't buy things often, right? But I still bring it to him for checks and balances because that's what we do. And is it sometimes annoying to do things that are going to not like prevent problems? Yeah. Preventing problems is not always comfortable. Okay. Like making it so there's harmony in the, the financial part of your marriage takes work. And sometimes it's uncomfortable. Sometimes it's addressing, hey, we've been spending way too much money here. Or can you pull back spending here? Can you, I mean, it's, it's really something that might be a little painful in the moment, but overall in the end, it is so much better to have more money saved than not. And I'll tell you when we lost our job in October of 2020 and luckily praise the Lord, we were only unemployed for three months I mean, we had a pretty good amount of savings and that money went quick. I mean, I was, I was shocked to see how fast the amount of money that we had went when there was no more of main money coming in, right? Because my money that I make is on the side, it's a completely different bank account, it's for fun you know, if, if it was needed, I could totally bring some over to our regular account. But I mean, money can go really fast, whether that is a $15 shirt every once in a while, going out to eat a lot more. I mean, money can waste away super fast if we're not careful. So what checks and balances do you have? What do you have in place to help you stay focused in your finances, to prevent problems in your marriage and in your life. Really important. One of the top things marriages struggle with. If you're struggling with a soft addiction of buying things, I highly recommend you work on whatever you need to do. Deleting the apps, <laughs> getting getting rid of whatever you need to, cutting up credit cards, erasing credit cards from different buying sites, whatever you need to do, because you got to have those checks and balances. You got to get in there and, and stop yourself from just freely spending all the time, as good as it might feel. It's going to feel so much better in the end when you haven't wasted all your money. So let me know what you do for checks and balances. Shoot me a message and we'll see you next Tuesday on the mom training podcast. And, 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 and girl, share the podcast, the mom training podcast with one of your friends right now. Please do. Let's make this a great year. And we'll see you next week.